Rock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Roy, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. Well, I promise some breaking news here regarding Maura Dooley's career, and I will deliver upon that here in just a moment. Teoscar Hernandez will join us in a half hour. MLB Network is down here today, which is great. Dan Plesak, Greg Amsinger, Ty France walking over to their set right now to have a little conversation with them. Uh, it's nice. It's great being down here. It is a little chilly, but still, show goes on in Peoria. Logan Gilbert going to start today. I want to thank our sponsors, Alaska Airlines and Kitsap Credit Union, for making this whole week happen. So yesterday, after all of the build after all of the conversation, after all of my talking about how great the walleye sandwich is at Culver, right. I brought Justin and Mora over there together. Now, Justin has had it. He and I went last year, yeah. and he had become a fan. He had kind of backed me up on this whole weird walleye sandwich from a fast food restaurant. I've never thing. ordered a fast food fish sandwich <laughs> in my life. Me, me neither. Me neither. You never had a filet of fish? I don't think I had a Disgusting. Oh, great. You, you couldn't Fluffy. pay me to eat a filet of fish. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, the Culver's walleye sandwich, only available during Lent, is really good. Really good. So Maura comes over with us yesterday, and all three of us order walleye fish sandwiches. With uh, Maura got fries, I got the cheese curds again. And remember, if you're wondering where I was, and I was no diva. I was, you know, talking baseball with oh, the yes. umpire. Brock I was some, doing work. I had some work to do. But I think that what we I did ended kids up go paying play. dividends. Because we also got a butter burger, which we cut up for uh, to everybody to share. Because thought we should at least try their butter burger, which by the way is really freaking good. Right. And then uh, you know a couple drinks, and and so anyway, we put them all in one tray, and the uh, woman brings it over and puts it all down in front of Mora, who was sitting opposite me and Justin. Yep. So I took a picture of Mora in front of all of this food from Culver's. Great pic. And thank you. And I said, man, Maura Dooley is hungry for some Culver's. I did psychotic Tom Murphy eyes. <laughs> yeah. There was all this food in front of me. Uh-huh. Three walleye sandwiches seems like a lot. Now, of course, all of you psychopaths out there started zooming in on Morris' fingers someone, in order to see just how big a they crop were. Shot. Yes, I didn't appreciate. Of course, we knew it was. It, is that why you intentionally folded your right. hands? No, I didn't even. Think. Oh, all right. It's probably still cold. <laughs> More going to put on gloves and mittens or something for a picture, like the yep. thing that Logan Gilbert is carrying around for, to weigh his hands down. Okay. So anyway, that happens yesterday. But that's not the breaking news. No, the breaking. News. You got to remember in order to understand this news that for years, Mora toiled in the modeling business. Right. Right. In Miami, in Los Angeles, all she, over the globe. She she had an unfortunate incident where she was put in what magazine is that that your mom saw you in? Glamour. Glamour, mm. where she got put in the wrong spot. I mean, like, so it's it an. A, it was a risky article. Yes. And I, I just took pictures all day. You don't know what they're going to use them for. Mm. Mora got put into an interesting spot. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. I think it's intri- it's it's a spe- <laughs> it's especially ironic that we would get. A, I received a tweet back today from Culver's from Culver's from Culver's itself. What from head from HQ from Culver's <laughs> HQ in Wisconsin? Hi, we love your photo <laughs> and would like to use it in our marketing materials. Yes, please reply with hashtag Hey Culver's. To agree to our terms and conditions attached. Mama, I made Thanks. it. Yes, the redemption tour. Mora is going to become Woo! 
the Culver's girl. <laughs> well, wait, guys. We got it. We oh. got another text thinking it might be a six-figure offer from Pringles. Oh, do I leverage them here? Pit, pit them against each other. Does Culver's know about the size of your fingers and the sort of, you know, intense? She could hold four walleye sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Two in each hand. I hate you all. <laughs> That's what we should have taken a picture yes. of. Her right. holding them. Right. Palming. Yes. Not now, but when I quit the show, because. We come back I'm next the year. New Culver's girl. There's a billboard You'll be of Maura. Sorry. Maura's moved to Appleton, Wisconsin. Because she's now <laughs> working for Free Cul- walleye sandwiches for life, and I'm not sharing All with right. you. I'll tell so you what. what. So, what do we do now? I don't know. I have to really <laughs> consult with Maura. See, I don't know whether they're looking for agreement on the use of my picture right. or the use of Maura's image. image. So, we may both need to reply <laughs> That's right. in order to become the face of Culver's. And you just give yourself away like that. I know. Do we, do we demand some. Look, hey, I don't need money. Yeah. But maybe a thousand dollar gift cards. I mean, gifts wouldn't be out of line. No, no. Or would like a prettier picture. (laughs) I really did my psycho Tom Murphy face because it was so much food in front of me. Hey, you don't choose how you're going to make it as a mom. It just happens sometimes. That's all rain. Trust me. What I what I would like to do is leverage this a little bit, not the Pringles way, but I'd like to try to leverage it with Culver's to see if we could extend. The walleye season beyond. Oh, okay. Like, could we get walleye uh, across more of the I year? I think that's the supply. And let me give you one other option. Could we leverage it to get a Culver's in Seattle? Oh. How does that sound? <laughs> Franchisee Michael. Sack. I am willing to step up and be the franchise owner of a of a Wait, you, wow. you don't want pop tarts in the the basement of our office because you can't resist. It's a good point. Do you want a Culver's? It's a good point, right Maura. It's a really good point. The Butter Burger Boy. Here's the thing: I would be willing to bet that if there was a Culver's in Seattle. I would go there as often in a year <laughs> as I go to them here in a week. <laughs> like, it's so special here. Yeah. I get so excited. That's I want right. to go to Culver's every day. Yep. But if I'm at home and it's always there and available, eh, I go once or twice a year. Yeah. So I think it would actually be better. Yeah. It's like an in-laws thing. Like, you want, to see, you want your in-laws to live in town so that you see them often for, like, an hour. As opposed to coming into town mm. when you see them nonstop in your house for, like, five days. Mm. Can you? You're also forgetting the other part of the story, but like the best fast food service I've ever seen. Oh, and ever Debbie! Had in my Shout out life. to Debbie! Shout out Debbie! The Peoria Culver. So, wow. all right, that was probably seven minutes more Culver's talk than yeah. we were planning to start the day. But I thought people would be it's excited. Important. Yeah, it's I, important. you know what? It's, it's a the big pretty things. big deal. I know. Yeah. I know. And seven o'clock's usually like our spot to hit it with yeah. like some really hard, yep. juicy opinion. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Teoscar Hernandez is going to join us coming up in 20 minutes. We're looking forward to talking to him. SGZ is walking by the table right now. <laughs> if the Seahawks are interested in an NFL safety, yep. that's your guy. Yep. He is built like an NFL safety. Yes. If he had grown up in Texas... He would be an NFL safety right yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right? Yeah, kind of a blend, actually, of like Quandre and Earl. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, but the same same muscle fiber, same explosive dude. You don't hit a baseball 111 miles an hour without being twitchy yeah. and just having that explosive juice. And he's got that. Looks like he's heading down to the MLB guys as well. So that's good. They'll warm them all up, and yeah. he'll be you know, raring to go here in 20 right, So minutes. that's going to come up here in 20 minutes. I was planning to talk about how good the Mariners could be this year, but I think you already know that. So I'll see if I can hit that on the backside of Need to Know, which is coming up now. 
Texas, Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com, and coming to a Culver's near you. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, life is what you make of it, right? And yesterday we saw the Mariners lose. Was that a bad thing? Not really, because overall it was a really good day. On the mound, Robbie Ray just completely dominant. Went three innings, struck out five, only allowed two base runners. Downright filthy. Awesome news for the Mariners. We haven't talked a lot about their pitching staff because I think there's such an expectation that it's going to be great. But if Robbie Ray mm-hmm. is the Cy Young Award winner from two years ago, and again, striking out five guys and two, three innings, excuse me, that is a huge, huge benefit for a team that's added an ace and has its young stars. And we'll talk for a moment here about, about Kelnick and Julio going back-to-back, but the story of the day is probably Robbie Ray. That's the positive story of the day. On the flip side, even the skip talked about it after the game. Matt Brash has not been quite as sharp coming down here, you know, and and it, it obviously is spring training, but he's a guy that we talked to on the first day down here for a reason. He is filthy. He's got one of the nastiest pitches in baseball, but it's not been real sharp, either in bullpen, certainly yesterday walking some guys, giving up four runs, giving up some hits. So the positive side, Robbie Ray, that's probably more important. One little outing in spring training is nothing to get alarmed about, but, you know, there's huge expectations on Mr. Brash. You know, you've talked about him maybe being with Nuno's, yeah. the two highest leverage guys you have in your bullpen. Yeah, he'll sharpen up. But, uh, yeah, nice to see certainly Robbie Ray and the bats get going. Well, yeah, let's talk about the bats for a moment because the two guys at the top were great. First, it was Julio Rodriguez going deep, and then Jared Kelnick following it up with a bomb of his own. Here's Kelnick, a high drive, left center field. That baby's going to carry out onto the berm. J.K. with a home run, his third of the season. Back-to-back home runs for the Mariners here in the fifth. It's 5-2 Cubs. He kind of drops in that third of the season, meaning the spring training practice league season. He's only played like five games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, when Kelnick's out there, he's hitting the ball. By the way, it wasn't his only hit of the day. He had two, as did A.J. Pollock, which is great. Logan Gilbert going to make his first start of the spring this afternoon against San Diego. Here's the second thing you need to know. All right, NFLPA released its grades for each team yesterday. The Seahawks did pretty well. They had a B-plus, which ranked 11th in the league. By the way, have you ever seen this before? Is this new this year that they released these publicly? I have never seen these before. I I certainly don't remember ever doing it. Yeah, It's a cool idea. I'm a little surprised they released it publicly. I don't know. It surprised me anyway to kind of embarrass some of the teams that got Fs. Unsurprisingly, that was the Commanders, Jaguars, Bengals, and Cardinals, who all received failing grades from mm. the league, mm. from the players. And only failing one of grades. those teams has been to a Super Bowl and a semifinal in the last two years. I mean, the Commanders, not a surprise. What a joke of an organization, right? Jaguars, I don't think we're surprised. Bengals, Justin, were you surprised to see them on there? Uh, historically, no, but this, this just this year? It's funny yeah. that things are still that bad. And this is measuring how they do. Oh, it's facilities. Their meeting rooms are bad. Their facilities are they bad. They just their got a new practice facility. Food is like. bad. 
Yeah. And those things do matter. I mean, you think, oh, it doesn't, these guys are pro athletes all about. No, it, do, it does matter, man. It, it, it talks about the investment they put back in you. We talk about these Mariners players investing in themselves and going to driveline and having their own swing coaches and investing in themselves. How much does your employer invest in you? How many resources do they put around here, you? Here in Arizona, not that much. They make them pay for lunch, which is not something that is common around the NFL. So Seahawks received a B-plus, 11th in the league. I'll be curious to see how they react and respond to that. Dallas got an A-plus, Carolina, a few others Minnesota. got A's, Minnesota, uh, Raiders had a decent grade. Biggest surprise? Steelers. Yes, Steelers got a D, which is funny considering how much ownership is is completely revered revered there. But maybe it's just time, right? I mean, maybe sometimes you need to. It's an older facility. They share the facility with the Pitt Panthers, and it's kind of a removed facility. And yeah. Sometimes you need a little wake up call. So I'll be curious to see whether there's any reaction to this from Seahawks ownership. Here's the third thing you need to know. NHL trade deadline tomorrow. The teams have been active, man. There are all kinds of deals. That is very active trade deadline across sports. Yep. NHL teams like to make moves to gear up for a stretch run. But so far for the Kraken... They're going to make a move, right? I think they'll do something. They're in a unique position. They may be in that buy-sell spot because, again, incredible seller's market. And when you're as deep as they are, they could move on from a Susie or a Borgen or a Geeky and get something legitimate back for them and still not really hurt themselves too much. But... You would think they would want another, you know, upper-level defenseman. You would think they would still want somebody who could score. You would think they would want somebody to add a little grit and sandpaper to them. So nope. uh, they're in a good spot. It's just a matter of how they want to handle it by tomorrow. I'm looking for abrasion. And that's kind of that's what I'm looking for. Uh, someone that's a little bit abrasive. Someone to add to that mix. The NFL Combine also gets really in full gear today. There have been a lot of behind-the-scenes physicals and interviews and medicals that are super important to these organizations. But for fans, today's the first day. And one of the deepest groups in this combine, the defensive ends and the pass rushers, they'll get to work today. The big D linemen are the first out the gate to run and to jump and to get after it. And certainly, I think a lot of eyes for the 12s and for Seahawks Nation will be watching these D linemen and probably salivating over some of them who are going to run and jump really, really well. All right, that is everything you need to know, quarter past every hour, here on the new Brock and Salk Show. There's Big Red, by the way. Yeah, I don't know who that is. We'll figure that out. We're going to figure that out. Now, I I asked uh, somebody in management here, and they didn't know who I was either. Yes. You see who we It is one of the challenges. I wish he's, you know, they could kind of wear T-shirts, have their number, their little, just just their number. Or like in football, can't they? Their name and their helmet. Yeah, just just anything. Because you may have talked to the wrong person about something they did this offseason yesterday. I may have. I I may have put my big old foot 13 (laughs) right in my mouth. What's up with that? Well, I don't know. I heard Tom Murphy got a sweet new tat. And so you asked him about it. And you know, I'm a tat guy. I do. I tell you. Nobody's a bigger tat guy. I'm a big tat guy. Yeah, Salk's a pretty big tat guy, too. I'm a big tat guy. So, yeah, I kind of asked him about it because it was was maybe a certain animal skull that he had taken and and had replicated on his his arm. And, yeah, and maybe I just had the wrong guy. Maybe. Maybe. Who do you think it was? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been anybody. Uh Could have been anybody. But it wasn't Big Red who's behind us right now. Right now, we're going to try to figure out. But I do want to see, you know, I, I said this to you guys the other day, I have not seen Evan White yet. I'd like to see Evan White in person. I know he's been around. I've not seen him in person. He just missed me. He walked by us just a few minutes ago. Did he really? Yeah. Oh. I'll point him out next time, T. Brock. He's, he's my friend. Okay, please, please do. Justin's really been making friends with everybody. Yeah, I'll have Cal, uh-huh. I'll have Cal go get him for you, too, next time. <laughs> hey, any update on Culver's? 
Any updates? Not yet. Oh, no? More and I are going to work we, on we this We need to look the through show. the terms. Right. We haven't yeah. responded yet. Because Kevin got, Martinez is coming to town, right? Well, i got to send this to my lawyer. I mean, we got to right. really, yeah. you know, make sure that this is we're appropriate. Waiting, waiting for Pringle's response. Well, what about Bonneville Corp? I mean, they kind of own our true. social media in That's some ways. So probably got to go through them, too. Salk, make sure the Culver's that comes to the Pacific Northwest has a popcorn machine. So Is that a thing? I don't know, but I'm just saying. Maybe you can start thinking about some of the things you need in this. I don't know about a popcorn machine and a Culver's. That seems like too much of a good thing. We may be overestimating our leverage here. <laughs> One quick me. baseball question uh, for the guy that joins us next. Over under 30 home runs for Teoscar. How many did Suarez have last year? Ooh, he was north of 30. I think he was just north of 30, if my memory serves me correctly. Like 31, 32? Gosh, 30 is a good number. 31. I mean, that's, a, that's a real – he had 31 last Suarez year. Suarez was 31. I'm probably going to take the under. Okay. Only because I don't know that he'll play as often as Suarez did last year. In T-Mobile Park? Right. But I think they'll try to, you know, space it out a little bit, run some guys through the outfield. He'll DH some too. That would mm-hmm. be the only reason because he's got plenty of pop. He certainly hits the ball hard enough. Yep. But I'll take a slight under. I think it's going to be in that 25 to 28 range okay. is mm-hmm. just my guess. But you know what? He's certainly capable he of it. He had 25 last year yeah. um, and I remember looking up Suarez did have quite a few more than him. I, I think that's gonna I think you're gonna see some doubles power, power from him though right and yep. just the ability to drive in runners who are on base something that's really been missing the last couple of years so who's Brock talking about Teoscar Hernandez he is the biggest offseason addition the Mariners made and he'll join us coming up next you're listening to Brock and Saul. Power through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, we continue on from Mariners Spring Training. Thanks to Alaska Airlines, Kitsap Credit Union. And we are joined now by the biggest offseason acquisition the Mariners made. That's Teoscar Hernandez, who just introduced himself as Teo. Good morning, Teo. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Warming up. Yeah, it warm a little bit. Yeah, we're getting there. Now, this is your first Arizona spring training. you mostly done Florida. Never get this cold in Florida? Yes, but nah, not in spring training. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I live in Florida, and it gets ah. it gets like this maybe in November, close to December, but nah, not in spring training. I it know. gets cold, but not. Nah. Not like this call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be in the lineup today, and, and now you've been here for a couple of weeks, an opportunity to be around your teammates. Brock and I keep talking uh, just about what a nice group of guys they've assembled here. Just, a, I mean, how many fun people there are to mm-hmm. talk to, some characters. What are your initial impressions of just being around this new group of guys? I mean, this group is, is amazing. Uh, like, since the first day I got here, I feel like I was part of it, and uh, – they enjoy it being together. Uh, they have fun. Uh, I see the relationship that everybody has here. Uh, it doesn't matter for you in the minor leagues or in the big leagues, but the, the atmosphere that, that is in the clubhouse and outside is, is pretty impressive. And, and I love that. I love to, to have fun with my teammates, uh, to enjoy the time that we're here together and, and do the things that, that, that we love together. What was your perception of the club when you competed against them? Right with both Houston and Toronto, and now the reality that you're one of them. I mean, it was it was unbelievable the way they go for it, uh, the way they play, the way they enjoy the game. And for me, the biggest thing is that they never never give up. Uh, playing against them in, in, in a big state last year, uh, and the, and see the things that they can do even when they were losing by seven runs. 
It's pretty impressive. Could you feel that being on the other side? See, we revere in that, and we love that as some Mariners fans and station. Like, what a comeback. You were on the other side of yep. that. Could you feel that, like, oh, no. I mean, when they start getting on base and then and, and getting those hits and, and when Santana uh, hit a homer, I say, oh, no, something bad is, is, is going to happen right here. <laughs> and, you know, they keep rolling, keep rolling, get the, the game closed and then tie the game and then, uh, Fraser hit a hit a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, them put them in ahead. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, the feeling that that I feel it was horrible. Uh, I didn't sleep for like a week. Mm. You hit a home run earlier in that game too, right? Yeah, I got two homers. Two but home runs. It doesn't matter what you do. No. If, if you ended up uh, losing the game, uh, you feel like it didn't mean anything. I mean, it was good. It was a good feeling. Uh, to hit those two homers, but at the end, uh, I want to win, and we get to lose and, and go home. Well, here you are. Now but you're I'm right. here on, yeah. on, on the other side, on the right side, and uh, I think we, we're going to do the same thing this year. What does it feel like to be wanted, right? I mean, they, they wanted you. They, they they sought you out and traded for you, gave up a, a really good player or two for you. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. <clears throat> you know, when, when, when you spend your whole career – uh, working for something for you, uh, hear your name, uh, get mentioned, and and all the all like all baseball, and now that that you see teams looking for you, looking for your your service, and and and, and thinking about you can help the team uh, win more games. That's that's pretty special. It makes me proud of myself and the things that that I've been through for. Well, you say you've been through. What, what was your life like growing up? You grew up in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, we. Grew, I grew up in the Dominican. Uh, my family doesn't have. It, it didn't have in that time a lot of money, but we live a normal life. Uh, the food was there. Everything was there. Uh, it's, it's not that, that we struggle uh, growing up. But uh, when I started playing baseball, uh, professional, that's when uh, all the things happened. Uh, I came here to the United States. Uh, I didn't know English. Nothing. Uh, I start struggling a little bit, uh, trying to know the culture and the, and the people here. And, you know, it's hard for us because we never get to experience that in the, in the Dominican Republic. But uh, I guess I, I love baseball too much that that I passed through through all of that. And, and here I Did someone help you along the way with whether it was learning English or understanding the culture? Who were some of the mentors that helped you? Yeah, we had a, we had a teacher. When I was in Houston, in the minor leagues, uh, uh, Doris Gonzalez, she was the one that always uh, take care of us, of the Latin players that in that moment were in, in Houston, and she she helped us a lot, uh, how to learn the, the the culture, the the language, and 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 how to survive here in the beginning. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest key to survival? It just to under- like hamburgers. It just to understand uh, that is is uh, I never get a hamburger in my first like maybe five years in the states. Wow! Because I don't like it. I still don't like it. Uh, yeah. If I make it, oh, okay. if I make it, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm not gonna go out and and looking for ha- ha- hamburger in a restaurant. Was there anything that you hadn't eaten before that you really like now? Uh, yeah, a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. But yeah, I, I spent a lot of time eating uh, my chicken from McDonald's so, mm. because that was a, the, the cheapest one. So yeah, uh, and that time it was like ninety nine cents. So 
When did, I had a lot of those. When uh, when that phone call came this off season, right? Uh, that's probably from your agent. When that phone call came, you said you didn't sleep for a week after the loss. Uh, but eventually, that phone call came. Kind of take us to that call and your reaction to it. I mean, I kind of see uh, at the beginning, like two days before the the trade happened. Uh, I see the 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 social media talking about it. I see MLB Network talking about it. And I, I, I say this to my wife. I say, I think we're going to get Trey, and I think it's going to be to Seattle. And for me, since that moment, I start uh, getting happy, getting excited, because I know I was going to a, a team that is in, in, in contention for a playoff. And, and, and the teams that, that these guys have here is, is, is really good. So I was changing my uh, the middle, my son, the second one, I was changing his diaper. Uh, and I was talking to my phone with my wife. She was outside. And I get the call from the GM from Toronto. Mm. And I told her, hey, hold on. My, the GM is calling me, and it's not good. I know it's not good. <laughs> and he, he he called me and told me that uh, I was straight to, to, to Seattle Myers. I mean, it was it was a little weird at the beginning you know a little uh, bittersweet yeah mm-hmm. uh i spent a lot of time in in in, in toronto five six years there's some good guys there too right i mean and culture you know well. the team that they have the the culture that they have there and the guys uh, i get to know from they were in the minor leagues like all the guys that, that had in the big leagues right now they were in the minor leagues when i when i when i get there so it was a little uh, if like feelings going through in that moment, but I understand this. This is a business, and and I'm not attached to any team. So uh, if I have to go anywhere, I'm gonna go and and play my game, enjoy the way that I I enjoy it always, and just to have fun in the game. Is your wife okay with it? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> so we're talking to Tay Oscar Hernandez here. Tay. Uh, excuse me. We're talking to Tay. Although he also said Oscar. It's fine. So it's okay. fine. Don't worry. But not T H. I don't like that. We're no. not going with T H. No. That doesn't work. No. Right. It it it. it. It feels weird. Yeah, no, it's not right. No. We're going to say with Teo. better. <laughs> so you've been around some superstar players, whether it was coming up with Houston or, or in Toronto. We're now watching the emergence of an unbelievable superstar who's going to stand out right near you, first of all, on this team in center field, and then on your, on mm-hmm. your Dominican uh, WBC team, which is going to be pretty stacked, by the way. A little bit. It's going to be a pretty <laughs> good team. That Dominican-U.S. Yeah. game is going to be really be insane, phenomenal yeah. to watch. I can't wait. But I mean, we have to get through the second round. So first, I got a pretty good feeling about your ability to do that. I don't know. Hey, you, <laughs> you never play know. The games. You, you never play know. The games. It's baseball. Tell me what lies ahead for Julio Rodriguez. I mean, it's just like when you say that name, it just you, 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 like you imagine him doing all the things, like all the good things, making plays in the outfield, hitting homers, running the bases, like. It's, it's 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 nothing that that you cannot think about it. Like you know he's gonna do it. You know he's gonna have the success uh, that he already showed last year. And playing alongside him, it it just I've been playing from the beginning of my career until now around superstars. I was in Houston. I was uh, there with Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve. Uh, George Springer's and all those guys. And then I got traded to Toronto. I get the chance to play with Vladdy, Bo, Biggio, and uh, and Alejandro Kirk. 
that is emerging as a as a catcher uh, and and playing around those guys is is it's pretty impressive to see what what they can do uh, at a uh, young age. I, w I would think staying humble would be a challenge if I were Julio Rodriguez. And everybody was coming to me all the time, telling yeah. me how great I was, putting me in the MLB top 15, top 16, giving me $500 million for my future. I mean, mm -hmm. all of those things, I think it would, I would be very hard to remain humble, especially if everybody wants a piece of it. You me. have to be ready. In your mind, yeah. you have to be ready for it. And you, I think they make, they make for that. They've been built for that. Mm. So I think they're they going to handle it pretty good. Uh, because we see that he can handle the, the big the big stage. So uh, the things that that he's gonna do this year, if he still stay healthy, that's that, for a baseball player. That's the most important thing. It's just to stay healthy and just go for it. Okay, last question here for you. What is your counsel to him? Having been around those stars, having to watch these guys through their careers, knowing the business of baseball, your third team. What is your best counsel to a young Julio Rodriguez? I mean, just just to keep what he's doing, uh, to stay focused on the things that he wanted to do. And don't listen to anybody that gonna say the the opposite. Just just play the way he's been playing. Mm -hmm. uh, be him, uh, and just enjoy the way he's enjoyed the game. All right, always. I, I gotta ask you a personal question. Yep. This came up when you when you were up for the other day uh, at uh, for the media meetings. One of our mid you went on with our midday show, and we heard afterwards that you left a beautiful smell from your cologne. So I was asked, G asked me to ask, so I thought I would do so. Do you wear a specific cologne, or do you just naturally smell great? Both. <laughs> what do you wear? What is the cologne you wear? Uh, it's from uh, Ugo Boss. Oh, Hugo Ugo Boss. Boss. Yeah. All right, now we know. G right. will be happy. I promised him <laughs> I would ask. Now I've embarrassed myself in front of Teo. Hey. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you guys. It's nice it, guys. to meet you. Thank you. you. Thank Welcome you for having to me. Seattle. Yep. You betcha. It hopefully will be warmer on opening day than it is today. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I like the cold, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. There you I'm go. ready to go. There you go. There's Teoscar Hernandez. Teo uh, taking some time to join us here on Seattle Sports on 710. We say that after every interview, and I'll yeah. just keep saying it. There are a lot of good dudes on this team, man. Yep. A lot of people that I really enjoy talking to. Yeah, and I think when we talk to Jerry DePoto in 45 minutes, he'll say, yeah, of course. I mean, that's part of our job. Yeah. Right? It's not just just exit velo and look at him. He's got to run now to another meeting. You know, we held him a little bit long. Um, but, you know, when they do their due diligence, Michael, I think you're at a point now, eight years in, with Jerry and Scott here, that maybe there's times early on that you sacrifice. In fact, I was just chatting with my father-in-law about this last night. He was like, oh, you know, this top five women's basketball team. He's like, I saw this most amazing quote from the coach. And she said, now we're to the point in our program, we take good people. And you you're don't like, have to compromise. That's right. And you're like, well, wouldn't you always want to take a people? Well, maybe not. Maybe, you know, early on when you got to compete and you've got to have talent, you kind of looked away on, uh, on some of the other things. Or well, you or you have an ego about you well, to just say, hey, man, we could turn them. Right. We, we've seen Pete Carroll may do this and make some of these decisions let, with the Percy clear, They screwed it up last year. They didn't mean to. I mean, I don't think they knew what they were getting, but they screwed it up with Jesse Winker. They didn't. They they thought he was going to be a good guy. The reports were that he was a good guy, and he came here and he wasn't. He wasn't a fit. I'm not saying he's evil, but he wasn't a fit. He he did not have the 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 same effect in the clubhouse that he was supposed to, and so they had to trade him for nickels on the dollar this off season because of that.
right? Mm-hmm. So I, I do think it is it is something that maybe they continue to learn lessons from. And if a guy is to a point where he can't fit, then he can't be here. And now yeah. all of a sudden you're wasting your time. Yeah, and it is why I think it's very valuable, once again, to be homegrown. You know your homegrown guys more than you're going to know. You could do all your due diligence, all your work, right? And you can talk to all these people, oh, you hear a good report. But he's not yours. Right. And that other organization was willing to part with them, maybe for a reason that you learn at times the hard way. But, yep, time and again, man, just quality, quality people they have brought in. That guy is a quality player, as Morris said to me before the interview, 25-plus home runs the last three years. I gave you an over-under of 30. May not get there, but 25-plus the last three years. He and Aaron Judge, the only American League outfielders to, to do that each and every year. Can you imagine, and, and I'll equate it, I guess, to your college career as opposed to the pros, if you had gotten to UW, except everybody was speaking Spanish. Can you imagine that time? You're, you're a freshman at UW. My first day in the hub. Okay, honest to goodness. I know. I've told you the story. But Brock, I know you found new languages and new cultures and everything else yes. when you first got there. Imagine if your coaching staff spoke Spanish. Imagine if most of your teammates yep. spoke Spanish, except for a couple of guys that you can bond with. Can you? And, and you were in a culture where you didn't know the food. The television was all in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like everything was opposite. And these guys are just super young when that's happening. Yeah, like, I mean, even 18, younger than when you oh, were yeah. at yeah. 16, yeah. 17. So can yep. you imagine going through that? I, I got to tell you, I'm always fascinated by those stories. And when you see someone like Tay Oscar, who speaks essentially perfect English at this point and, and, and can function beautifully in both languages, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It always impresses me. As somebody who has never been able to learn another language, yep. it always blows me away what those guys are able to do. Let's do a little Blue 88. This is Brock and Sox Blue 88. Blue 88! We take you to the field as Brock Heward breaks down three football questions as only he can. Now here's your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saw. All right, Brock, question number one. We'll start here as we wait to see what this quarterback market is going to look like. Are we starting to see some signs of how this shapes? I think we are. And, and I was thinking about this last night, kind of reading through different notes and, you know, different thoughts. And Shio Kapati came out with his top 100 list of free agents. And Gino finds himself in the top five. But I think we're seeing a little something happen before our eyes. And that's Derek Carr. He was released a couple weeks ago. He had a chance right away. If somebody wanted to gobble him up and pay him $40 million, guess what? I think he would have been gobbled up, especially if it was Carolina and some of these places that he has an ideological fit, a personal fit, wanted to go to. But you're seeing with Derek Carr now having to do what? He's putting himself at the combine. He's going and saying, hey, hey, remember me? Hey, I'd like to talk to you guys. Hey, I'm available. Hey, I'm here. So we're seeing, and I think a Derek Carr more accomplished than a Geno. I think he's done it for longer. I think he's taken teams to playoffs. I think he's overcome adversity. I think he's been unbelievably durable. I think he's still got game for two, three years in the market. Has said what to Derek Carr? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We're not going to just jump in. And the NFL has learned a little bit. I know we always call them glacial in some of their evolutions. It's still stuck in a good old boy club in a lot of different ways. But drafting quarterbacks the last few years, Jacob Eason won the first rounder. He won the second rounder. He won the third rounder. He was a fourth rounder. There's just too much inconsistency. And to project him, oh, he's big, he got great arm, he checks his, yeah, but 
It's not there. And I'm not going to overdraft that position. And last year, one quarterback in the first round, Kenny Pickett. And he wasn't in number five or number 10 or number 15, right? So maybe this league is looking at these dollars and cents and going, golly, some of the worst money spent, the worst money spent in our cap is paying second and third tier quarterbacks way too many millions of dollars. So Derek Carr, if he's a little harbinger of things to come for Mr. Gino, it does point even further to them not just immediately taking him for $32.5 million bucks. All right, question number two. So they're starting to run and do some of the more interesting stuff at the Combine today, but... We have also seen uh, some uh, interview process, et cetera, mm-hmm. has already started. Who has kind of jumped out and started to make news just through what's already Yeah, happened? the two names that continue to come up positive with a number of these draft guys that are there. Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame, unbelievably talented. Probably not a fit here in Seattle in any way, shape, or form. Not a position of need. And Tyree Wilson. Very rave reviews. Very mature. I went back and looked at some of his quotes, listened to some of his stuff. Very poised. Not overwhelmed. Kind of walking that line between cocky and confident pretty well. Uh, Won't get to to test as far as the 40 and the jumps and everything today. I'll be curious, man. He's got some long arms. In the next hour or two, Miss Moore is going to watch that computer closely. And we're going to get his height and his weight and his body fat and his wingspan and his bench press reps. And we're going to get some of our first data points. He thinks he should be the first defensive player drafted. I was, I was chatting yesterday with some of my Fox partners as we project into next year. We were talking about Texas Tech, and one of the guys said, I'll tell you what, man, every game I watched, it was all Tyree Wilson, and they're going to lose him. And when you lose a guy that is a game record at the line of scrimmage, we know that that is nearly impossible to fill. And how are they going to fill that? So more and more rave reviews for that guy we've seen time and again attached to the Seahawks. Question number three. Some news uh, coming out that Jen Cohen uh, was appointed to the college football playoff committee. What does that mean? That's awesome for her, man. It really is. Right, started with a bang. Chris Peterson, Mike Hopkins, oh my gosh, sweet 16 for Mike Hopkins, college football playoff. You know, those are two of the first biggest hires for an AD, but there's many other coaches and the way you run your organization. Then obviously the Jimmy Lake was a, was a bust and Mike Hopkins, I think, running on a little bit of fumes here with his contract, but... Uh, here you go, and you turn around and you make the right hire with Kalen DeBoer. You don't go for just flash and sizzle. You go for the right guy. You learn your lesson. And uh, that also shows you the respect she has amongst her ADs, respect she has amongst her peers. And she will be in that college football playoff committee. She will be a deciding factor. She will be in the room. That's a three-year commitment they make. And, yeah, I think it's a testament to respect she's earned. It's a testament to longevity, testament to understanding people and then i think important to have a west coast voice right and and one that uh, is going to bring and we know jen and she's not shy and she's going to get in that committee and she's not going to be a wallflower she will give her opinion so kudos to you uh, jen cohen for for that real honor and recognition to be a part of that decision making process very cool all right there you go that is today's Blue 88. And uh, just to set up what else we've got coming up today, Shannon Dreyer will join us in about 10 minutes. And then uh, Jerry, De- well, let's see. Yeah, Jerry DePoto is going to join us at 830. 
Um, we got an executive from Culver's at nine. Yeah, I so we're going to try to negotiate. Or did I see you've already uh, you've already agreed? I already said yeah. Did you read what? the terms and conditions? What? Or are you willing to just sign your license? Mora, you don't just. You say, have to agree to it too. I'm going to try. Mora, to you don't just say yes. <laughs> I'm going to try to leverage. She just gave herself let's away. Not, I don't have an agent. Mora, I would have yes, happily acted as your They're agent. They're both sitting right here. What are we doing? They were so, they were so nice, and the food was those, delicious. Mora, no, Mora. I took a picture. <laughs> no, I took a picture yesterday of Mora at Culver's, my favorite fast food joint down here, in front of uh, four sandwiches, a couple of things of fries, cheese curds, drinks, etc., and said, "Wow, Mora's pretty hungry." And Culver's liked the picture so much, and I don't know if it's because Mora has, you know, her modeling background, sure. or because they saw her gigantic fingers and her joy but, but they liked it and uh, they asked if they could use it in their marketing campaigns and so we have to agree we have to consent i think mora for her likeness and me for the use of my photograph and you've not I consented took. not yet no. because i want to no. try to wrangle some culvers you never it. say yes to the first offer mora that's, right. well, that's gotta... how i ended up working oh. with you guys <laughs> <laughs> poor mora life's tough for her all right well we are here the sun is actually starting to come out a little bit which is great that should put a smile on the faces of most of these players it was really nice talking to tay oscar hernandez this morning and getting to know him uh we've already talked to paul seawald who did a you know just a really interesting introspective thoughtful kind of guy uh and jerry depoto who we've barely seen at yep. all down here i saw him at the game the other I day i haven't seen him talked to him for a moment but i've barely seen jerry since we've been here so he'll be out to the table coming up in just over a half hour shannon dreyer is next what did she see yesterday from robbie ray all good things. She'll tell you about them next. It's Brock and Salk. Thanks to our friends at Alaska Airlines and Kitsap Credit Union. We're at spring training on Seattle Sports on 710.